0: Welcome to the Just Trek podcast, where elevation is our recreation. This is your host, Justin Just Rock Ramon, coming to you from Los Angeles. On this show, you will hear stories and adventures from badass hikers, local explorers, to even dancers and artists. You can follow us on Instagram at Just.trek, on Facebook, Just Trek Official, and our website, JustTrek.net. Welcome, welcome. This is your host, Just Rock. About to rock the spot. Coming off the top. About to pull up in the drop, whether you like it or not. Alright, I'll probably just stop right there. What, y'all didn't know this is a freestyle podcast now? Anyways, on this episode, my special guest is a really awesome friend of mine. She goes by the name Linda Don. And she is an LA-based art director, designer, rock climber, hiker, up-close-and-personal floor photographer. Well, that's more of a joke. And she's also part of the Just Trek crew. I wanted Linda on the podcast because she was there in the very beginning to witness my transformation into a trekker and outdoor enthusiast. She was actually the person who also designed the logo, so much love to her. On today's episode, I catch up with Linda amidst the COVID-19 pandemic and how it canceled her much-anticipated trip to Peru and Machu Picchu. We reminisce about last year's epic and emotional summit of Half Dome in Yosemite National Park, and we also talk about our first hike together, and I dig deeper with what the outdoors means to her more personally. Here's a conversation I hope you enjoy. What is going on, Linda? Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me, Justin.
0: Yeah, this is uh, kind of crazy huh? we're both doing a podcast episode together.
1: I know, after we got all the audio sorted out.
0: <laughs> yeah, guys, we, uh, we went through a lot of ordeal and struggle to get it <laughs> to uh, this moment right here.
1: <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears, just like all of the hikes that we're about to talk about.
0: Oh, yeah, there's definitely one in particular that encompasses all three of those. Uh, but first, I wanted to ask you, how have you been adjusting to life during the COVID-19 pandemic?
1: Um, wow. Well, that's a mouthful. Um yeah. it's it's been it's been weird. I think it's been weird for everyone. Um, just taking it day by day. And I'm just grateful. Like every day I'm just like, wow, this could be so much worse. I mean. Absolutely. I'm not able to see my family. Um, they're on the East coast, but at least, you know, I, there's technology like our phones and FaceTime that allows me to stay connected. And I appreciate, you know, my friends checking in on me and I can connect with anyone and everyone via zoom. So, it all could be so much worse.
0: <laughs> and you have a job. You still have a job.
1: I still have a job. So I'm also very go. grateful for that. Um, it's been keeping me super busy. You're, um,
0: a, you're a designer and art director in Venice Beach, right?
1: Yeah. I work for a natural skincare company and uh, I'm just like a one, one woman band there. <laughs> hey, hook it
0: up. Hook it up. I need some skincare love in my life.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything you need, just let me know.
0: <laughs> anything? Damn. <laughs> um Oh, yeah. You had to cancel your Peru trip because of this, huh? Yeah. Um, oh,
1: my gosh.
0: I just remember I,
1: that. Yeah. I uh, I was supposed to go to a retreat in Peru. And then I was going to spend some extra time down there with a friend who was in the Peace Corps. And she actually ended up getting shipped back home, basically. Um, oh, no. It was like the week when all of it started really catching on and it actually turns out like there's been articles about Americans being stuck in Peru.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: So there's just people out there running out of money, running out of patience, out of, you know, sanity. Um, So I'm just, I'm glad that I didn't get to go. Uh, I mean, I'm glad that, you know, things got Mm -hmm. canceled before I went, but. Yeah, I mean, people were just blindsided. They had no idea.
0: I feel like, like if you got stranded out there, you would have still made the best time of it as possible. You're <laughs> like, you so know what? I'm, I'm
1: just gonna too. make
0: this work. Like, this sucks, but at least I'm in Peru. I'm, I'm not back. You know, I would to my have normal a brand
1: old time, <laughs> as if
0: like there was no pandemic happening.
1: <laughs> my Spanish would be very good by the time I got home. <laughs>
0: that's true That's true. <laughs> is there anything that you're turning to for like comfort during these times as well like maybe it's something like a family recipe by your mom or dad or like a cartoon like is there anything in particular that you're turning to oh my to? god
1: all of the above that's oh, so yeah? funny that you said that because i found doug i don't know if you watched doug as a kid
0: wait doug
1: the like doug. doug like doug funny <laughs> the,
0: the best show ever i hell best yeah.
1: show. uh i found it on hulu i think it was hulu
0: Okay, I'm going to write that in my uh, to-do to do <laughs> planner right now. Yeah.
1: Like you can just binge watch for a while. Um, so yeah, definitely catching up on shows and movies because I'm not normally – I'm not a homebody in LA, so this is kind of like a new – or it has been a new venture for me to just like be at home. Um and the other thing that I've been tapping back into is like, basically some some old hobbies, some like I like to call them introvert hobbies that I really haven't had a chance to get into or get back to because
0: introvert hobbies. Okay.
1: <laughs> so uh, reading, drawing. Mm-hmm. I've been drawing a lot. Um, I think sometimes I forget that I have that ability so I've been practicing again and that feels really good and nothing calms me more maybe maybe yoga maybe some meditation that's always nice but drawing kind of brings me back to my roots as a kid I feel like I'm a kid right now like I'm just like okay well mom and dad aren't gonna drive me anywhere so I'm just gonna (laughs) I'm just gonna I love it draw or read or you know um watch some tv so it's it's not so bad could be you worse. Have a good
0: point. It's like you feel like you're going back to your youth or when you were a kid. Like I think, like people totally lose that feeling of just being youthful and being a kid and keeping it simple again.
1: Yeah, I've been riding my bike actually, um, and that was something I did as a kid a lot too. Um, mm-hmm. Really enjoyed riding my bike and just like being being outside. Although we can't do that as much um, sure. with limitations, obviously, but I'm. I live by a trail and sometimes I'll take my bike out on that. So it's it's not so bad.
0: Good for you. Sounds like you're uh you figured out your little routine over there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and truthfully work really helps keep that balance too.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah. So we have uh, I always like the story about how we first met. <laughs> it's a pretty funny story and interesting. And yeah, cuz
1: it gets blurred through the years too. Yeah, it's like
0: everyone's like, Yeah, how did you two first meet us? Like, well, there's like three parts to it.
1: There so is three parts I'll to it. I'll start the
0: beginning of it. Uh so we first met everyone through uh myself, AJ Mendoza, and Mark Feichel. We threw an event called the Backyard Boogie during the summer. So it was basic I think this was like four or five years ago. This is basically a like daytime like a daytime party and we we had all of our friends DJ, we had like, you know, drinks, we had like cool blow-up things. And yeah, it was just a blast. And we would rent out like a warehouse and we would throw this daytime party in there and we probably threw it for like two, three years. And it was a big hit. And the first, I think it was the second one we ever did. We did it at the Mid-City Art House in Mid-City. And I remember like, you know, I'm just like running around, like kind of making sure everything's going okay. And I definitely recognized Linda, like as one of the people, because I think she came a little earlier and the funny thing was, I was just uh, all over the place, like, just kind of, like, fixing things. But I never actually talked to Linda at the party the entire time. And I'll let you take it on from here. But in the same day after the end of our event, I went to another event. It was an L.A. Canvas uh, party.
1: Which is a magazine. Yeah. And Justin comes up to me and he's like, hey. <laughs> You were at the backyard boogie, and I was like, "Yeah, I was." Meanwhile, uh just for some context, I had just moved to LA. Maybe I don't know six, some somewhere between six to eight months. I was still, I was going out a lot. I was. was it was this like, like this
0: was like 2016. I feel it was, huh? Like 2017.
1: I think it was 2016. Okay, gotcha. Uh I. All the timing is very blurred now. Um No worries. <laughs> But yeah, I was going out a lot and somehow I just like ran, I just kept running into Justin. Like I met him that weekend at LA Canvas. And then a weekend after I was at the Line, I was at the Line Hotel. Oh,
0: I don't even, oh, that's funny. I didn't even remember that one. Yeah. I just forgot about that. Yeah.
1: That's like the second layer. So I turn the corner and I see you and I see you with Pete and- Probably a couple other friends. Sure. Um, This was, I feel like, the peak of the line where they were having their lobby parties.
0: Yeah, for sure. So the line, everybody is is a hotel in Koreatown. Super lit.
1: (laughs) So I turned the corner and I was like, Justin? (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, yo, what's up, Linda? And then we started talking some more because I didn't really know your background. I Mm -hmm. had no idea. I actually had, had a much, conversation.
0: Yeah, I didn't know much yeah. about
1: you. And then that was when we learned that we worked at the same company at one point. Not the same time, but yeah. We <laughs> we had worked at the same company and knew some people in common. Mm-hmm. So that was like a funny coincidence. And then that's just like how we became friends.
0: Wait a second. No, we found out that we worked at the same company. And we did work at the same time,
1: right? We did work at the same time. I just didn't, I didn't see. I didn't, I wouldn't see you like regularly though. Oh, I, I see was you're in, saying, I was yeah. in the office. Yeah. More. So we worked
0: for a company called Pttow. P T T O W stands for Plan to Take on the World. Shout outs to all my friends that I made there: Roman, Fernando, Ernie. Probably forgetting a bunch of people: Chelsea, Ryan, <laughs> Linda, obviously. <laughs> But it was, like, an annual summit and membership community of, like, CEOs, chief marketing officers, just, like, high-level people. And we both – it was crazy. Like, when we ran into each other in the office, like, when we crossed paths, we were just shaking our heads, like, are you serious? Like, is this (laughs) destiny? Like, what's going on right now?
1: Yeah, and I think that just, like, really – that was where the friendship began, you're I like, mean, there better be my... a
0: friendship happening <laughs> after all those encounters with Jesus. Like, yeah, back in boogie, L.A. Canvas, the line, and then we work together? Like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, and that, like, I think you're one of my longest standing friends in L.A. Because, I mean, that that's at least four years ago.
0: Longest, so. uh, I've seen your, what is it, tenure? <laughs>
1: <laughs> tenure as long as I stay in L.A.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm honored. You're an awesome person. <laughs> Let's talk about let's finally get into some nature hikes and outdoorsy things. Um I first wanted to ask you how did you get into hiking and the outdoors?
1: Oh, um so I'm I'm a climber. Uh I started climbing 2011.
0: Okay. Uh awesome.
1: Before I came out here, I was doing that um
0: back in the East Coast.
1: On the East Coast, yeah, just like casually, you know Slowly worked my way up. wasn't it wasn't like a, it was like my regular sport, but it wasn't my everyday, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm not a competitive person, so putting me on a team for a sport to play a sport really just didn't make any sense ever. Like in school, if there was climbing, you know, I probably excel at it. Um, Nice. so that was uh, an interesting discovery of mine. So when I started climbing in 2011, um, I had just gotten my first job and I was like, I just want to try it. I work really close to an indoor gym and loved it ever since the first day I did it. And I just mm-hmm. wanted to get better and better and learn more um, and and just keep practicing this newfound Joy, and so I was doing that for a bit and then moved out here, stopped, and then I discovered l a and all the the beautiful hikes. Um, mm-hmm. I was also just casually hiking with friends. whoever wanted to go on the weekends, you know, I'd go in Los to, Angeles, yeah, in l a mm-hmm. um sometimes I'd go further, like do a day trip in j tree or big bear or something. That's a
0: Joshua tree, everybody.
1: (laughs) That's Um, that slang
0: lingo, that rock climber.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Great climbing spot too. Um, But yeah, we, we would just go out and um, most of my hiking experience in LA started in Malibu. So we were exploring a lot of Temescal Canyon. Mm -hmm. Um, You told me about Los Leones actually. Oh, uh, it was me.
0: Nice. I feel like yeah. um, I I promote Los Leones rather <laughs> a lot.
1: It's a it's a long time favorite. Um, but yeah, I feel like I didn't really start exploring like more of the hikes until we started hiking together. And
0: oh, okay, Awesome. yeah.
1: So, because I like I said, casually, I sometimes I would run to the um, Culver stairs. Mm-hmm. When I lived closer to it, just kidding, not run. I would walk there. let the <laughs> I would frolic, um, you know, skip to the to the stairs. Uh, but yeah, that was really the extent of my outdoor adventures. Besides climbing, there was there was a lot of climbing when I first started.
0: Climbing is the gateway. It was the gateway for you back in 2011 when you got into to it. To outdoors.
1: Right? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And that was also just like really fun to explore in LA as well because there's so many climbing areas that aren't that far. So, and Joshua Tree, climbing Joshua Tree is beautiful. Um, yeah, that's
0: considered like the me- like the mecca for like rock climbing, right? In the community.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Or um, a major
0: pill a major one for sure. Yeah,
1: because there's so many v- there's a lot of variety of climbing there. It's not just like bouldering. You can trad, you can um, you know, sport climb. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I like the I love the rock climbing community, even though I'm a you know, I'm fairly new to it. Like you you're actually one of the first people to like, you know. Teach me how to climb like a zero, a V1 or a V0. Really? And teach me some <laughs> techniques, I, I believe. So yeah. I think that's cool that if you get into rock climbing, it's like naturally you'll end up in the outdoors, you know, or you'll naturally go hiking. And then it also works vice versa. If you're into hiking, at some point, you're going to meet some rock climber friends or people in that community. And then you're going to get interested in checking out the gyms and then maybe trying your luck with bouldering outside. So I, I love the, uh, I love how it's like the inverse of each other, how they yeah. can introduce each other to themselves.
1: They really blend. Um, I would love to get you back in it because you have a dance background. And I always say that climbing is like dancing on the walls. As long oh, as you, I like that. Yeah. As long as you're um, under, you understand the technique and you have the technique, which is the hard part. Like people don't, People get impatient when they first start and they don't want to, they're, they just want to get to solving the problem, but not the journey of it. And I think that's where, you know, grace and, and technique and strength, obviously, um, really all play together.
0: Yeah, that's how I think of about dance as well. Actually, like I feel like there's so much similarities between both communities. Like you guys have your own vocabulary, like we do. Like Like, you have (laughs) events, like you guys have sometimes nicknames. Like when I stepped into Cliffs of Ed, uh, which is an awesome gym in uh, Culver City, I was just like, "Whoa!" Like this kind of reminds me of the hip hop breaking community to a degree, you know. So I I really enjoyed that aspect of it. (laughs) All right, let's. You know what? We should just get straight to the uh, uh, the Half Dome experience. What do you think? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so everybody, I've been I've been so excited about this interview in particular because Linda was one of the people in our group that did that. Uh, we did the Half Dome summit in Yosemite National Park along with uh, Mikey, Sammy, Abby, uh, who else was there? Jade and Francis. So shout out to all of them over there. I miss all of you guys. Um, and this was just like one of the most epic, like outdoor hiking experiences that I've ever done. And I was, and she was with, and she was with me and it was just like, oh my God, so much things happened that day. Like (laughs) it was a wild journey. So just to kind of preface what half, uh, to, to preface what Half Dome is, it's the most iconic landmark in Yosemite national park. It is the real life North face logo. And actually, a lot of people don't know that or realize that. So every time I drop that knowledge on them, they're like, oh, really? Oh, that makes complete sense. I'm like, yeah, that's the real-life North Face logo. And, excuse me, the, the total distance of the hike is 16 miles. So it is no joke. It's something that you have to train for. And the tallest elevation is, uh let me check my stats here, 8,839 feet. And the elevation gain is 5,000 plus feet. So it is strenuous. It is a leg buster. (laughs) It is very difficult to do if you're not training for it.
1: (laughs) It's also a soul buster.
0: Yeah. And it'll snatch your soul.
1: (laughs) But then it'll revive you.
0: And then it'll revive you. Where do we even start with half dome, Linda? Like, (laughs) like what's a good starting point?
1: Well, I have a big backstory to it. Literally.
0: Let's start with that. Yeah. That'll be a good segue.
1: Um, but even prior to that, my longest hike that I've ever done was Baldy. And Baldy was 10 miles, right? Ten.
0: Oh, yeah. 10 so Linda's refer- Linda is referencing Mount Baldy in the San Gabriel Mountains. That's the tallest peak in all of LA County. It's 10,064 feet.
1: Right. So then moving, graduating up to Half Dome, I, I remember talking to you and you're like, I, I asked you, I was like, do you think I can do this? Um, because I just—it's—it's it's so daunting thinking about the number that way. Because um, I never, I never put myself through that before. So it was that was already kind of in my head. And then uh, I remember, and I know you remember, when I called you one day, and I was so distraught. I was really upset. Because I had strained my I had strained my back. Um, oh, that's right. From you had climbing. A,
0: you had an injury.
1: Yeah, I had an injury. And I was like, it was probably about it was less than two weeks before the trip. And I was like, oh no, this isn't this this can't be happening. Like I Sure. I wanted to do half dome for so many so many reasons. Um 2019 was a rough year and mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted something for myself and that being half dome (laughs) and
0: that is a great thing to want
1: yeah and i was just like this it it's going to change and build my character so much like i i had already known that um having only experienced yosemite once before um that which was the year prior Um, but then, yeah, this, my back was hurt and I was like, oh no, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do this. And I remember crying. I was like, I remember talking to you and I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what do I do? I remember taking my, um, my backpack when my back was kind of starting to feel better. It was very slow, um, um, recovery I was going to the chiropractor like and went maybe like three times a week. Um we we became best friends as he mm-hmm. said <laughs> and I remember taking my backpack and loading it up and because you had given me this suggestion actually and I was like oh let me give it a try. I loaded it up put it in my bladder and walked on the treadmill at the gym. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's one way to train for uh, these kind of hikes, guys.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't even for training. It was just to like feel how it would feel on my back. And honestly, it was fine. It was. It's all legs when you're hiking. Um. But yeah, I just wanted to be responsible. So of course. when the day finally came, I was like, all right. This is it. We're doing this. I'm not backing out. Um, the funny thing too is that I actually didn't really know much about Half Dome. Like I, I like to go into things not fully knowing what to expect because then I'll, I'll get, I'll get very wrapped up in it and you might
0: psych yourself out potentially. I'll psych
1: myself out and mm, gotcha. and not want to do it. So every like even truthfully, Justin, um Mount Baldy, I had no idea what to expect, but we we were really lucky with conditions and yeah, we went in June, and there was still snow up top, but we were fine we we really lucked out, yeah but, there,
0: we didn't need any like mountaineering gear,
1: yeah, because you've been, and it's always something different too like yeah <laughs> you know you just don't know what you're gonna get up there
0: yeah baldy has a uh, baldy's weather system is wild like it that's the peak that always has like snow so and yeah. it's very windy up there as well
1: treacherous mm-hmm. actually so then when you know half dome rolled around um unfortunately there was an accident I think just oh, a few yes, days. That's,
0: right. that's yeah, right.
1: It was just a few days before our planned trip. And the thing with Baldy or, um, sorry, with Half Dome is that you have to have a permit to go up. So I was like, we, we lucked out. We, with the lottery and whatnot. So we, as a group were able to go.
0: Thank you, Sammy and Francis. Yeah. For the
1: Thanks guys. Um, so yeah we we get up there, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself
0: oh can i can I say one thing real quick? Yeah, so for everyone listening, we did half dome on Monday, September 9th, two thousand nineteen, and the Thursday prior to that is when a lady fell down the half dome cables and died, so there was so much like, <laughs> like um. Wow. Okay. Well, that happened, and
1: we were really eye alert. We were really anxious. I think it got to a few of us, and it definitely spooked me a little bit. Rising five thousand feet above Yosemite's valley floor, Half Dome is both iconic and perilous. Park rangers say twenty-nine-year-old Danielle Burnett died after falling from Half Dome's cables, dropping five hundred feet down rocky
0: terrain park is still investigating why she fell Burnett's aunt says she
1: was the light of our family a beautiful free spirit doing something she loved the half dome hike is a 14 mile round trip journey known for this ascent the cables are essentially metal handrails guiding hikers up the final 400 feet and
0: the worst timing ever
1: right and along with that was my back so i was like okay well, once we get up there, I don't have to do it. You know, it's like not.
0: Oh, yeah. That's what I was telling you. I was like, don't force it to like go up a certain like, yeah. amount and then you can just come back and be safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No matter No matter what, you know, you were really good about saying, just communicate it to the group yeah. if you're feeling anything. So, yeah, it was fine. We just kind of like chugged along. And then next thing I knew, we were. We were there. We were up at Subdome. Dome. And so uh,
0: for everyone, the what is it? So Half Dome has a couple sections. It's uh, you go up using the Mist Trail. So you pass what was it? What are those waterfalls? It was a uh, Vernal. Oh,
1: <laughs> yes, that's one of them. Oh, why are you laughing? Because <laughs> you know them better than I do. <laughs>
0: oh no, no worries. No. I'll just fill in the blanks because it's such a long story, right? Yeah. So we we did the Mist Trail first. To get up and you go past Nevada Falls and then you have to go to the top of Nevada Falls. I mean, Vernal Falls and then Nevada Falls. And then you go through Little Yosemite Valley and Little Yosemite Valley leads to Subdome. And that's where Linda is about to elaborate more on that. And Subdome is like basically like the final level of the video game. (laughs) Where you fight that big before. bad? Before
1: it's before the final right
0: boss. <laughs> oh yeah, it's before the final boss. Right, I'll let you take it from here.
1: Yeah, and that was kind of sketchy too. We saw a man take a tumble like right before we started going up, That's and right. He kind of like he he was fine. He had a little bit of a gash on his arm, but something must have happened. He you know lost his footing, and next thing you know, he's tumbling down, and and those stairs are steep like those little steps get pretty steep and sketchy so i could
0: not believe someone fell down at the base of sub Dome as we were about to go up sub Dome. i was like i don't know how many more signs we need like yeah thursday prior this dude <laughs> just fell down Subdome and we're watching him get patched up he had like gashes the ranger was like helping him out and i was just like shaking my head like all right let's <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's do just this do this And there wasn't any point where like anyone really said anything. We kind of just went like we just kept going. And that was the same for when we finally got to Half Dome. And I had never, I had chosen not to look at photos of Half Dome because again, I didn't want to psych myself out. So.
0: (laughs) I feel like you knew what it looked like more
1: or less that last. No. Well, you had sent me videos from like a, perspective of someone that was on it but i had no idea how actually steep and angled it is like mm-hmm. it's like vertical
0: <laughs> yeah when you when you pull up to it like you get to the base you're literally like your jaw drops like oh crap
1: yeah and we kind of we we got there a little bit later before like after the peak of um traffic oh, what time did
0: we get up there I think it was uh like twelve thirty or one p.m.
1: Yeah, so it was it was pretty clear and so without even without question we kind of all just went we did it. I'll and... never forget
0: that moment because we were putting on our glo- you have the You guys everybody uh, sorry all the listeners you have the word loves when you do the half dome cables and Francis I remember was just like he saw an opening to go up and he's like let's go and I was like oh my god like now <laughs> like. Just like I had to gather myself.
1: Yeah, I didn't even have time to gather myself. I kind of just like went along with it. Kind of like how I feel like I went yeah, along. I didn't feel
0: ready, actually. Like it, it just kind of came out of the blue, right? When we all decided to go up it.
1: Yeah, it just kind of happened. And we we all just filed up there. And um, yeah, I definitely recommend gloves and Good shoes, like people were in runners. <laughs> hiking I don't know. guys,
0: do not do this hike without. Yeah,
1: hiking. you need to have good traction on that, no matter what. Um, and again, we lucked out with conditions—perfectly clear, blue skies, no rain in sight.
0: Yeah, I think it's treacherous. With there's any weather systems around, you should never attempt it. If there's, if you see clouds in the distance, is the rule of thumb. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, so we just, we went up, we were all really patient. I think that was like the nice, I guess, team building part of it. Right. Is that like, we, we all kind of vocalized really well, I think. Um, and that's kind of what you have to do because people are also coming down. So you're also communicating with strangers.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And
1: people are super kind. They're like, so encouraging. They're like, you're almost there. it's great. It's so worth it. I'm like, oh my god, that's all I need to hear <laughs> to go like, to keep yeah, everyone it going.
0: Everyone is so surprisingly like patient and just like w- with everybody. Like you kind of have to be, or else you're like an asshole. You know? Yeah. What
1: I mean? Yeah, and mind you, there's only like two people per like break, if you want to call it. Um, so two you can. Yeah, like you can be standing on the same plank as somebody else. Who's oh, the
0: planks. That's right. That's every ten down. feet everybody, there's a plank that you can rest and set your feet on. So
1: Yeah. Um, but otherwise there was there's nothing else. Like if you're not harnessed in, which none of us were, <laughs> we're not wearing helmets, <laughs> we're just we're just going up. And I remember Justin at one point turns around and I appreciate you so much for being so encouraging and constantly pushing all of us, but um it really it really helped me because you were just like, "You got this? you can do it." I got you and I remember you had your GoPro mm-hmm. and you were recording <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "I forgot what you said, but I go, "This is the dumbest shit I've ever done." <laughs> And I was like, like I said, it with so much passion. Because <laughs> I think you were like, "How are you feeling?" And I was like, Mm-mm. "Like, let's just keep going." Like
0: <laughs> this moment, guys, I gotta, I gotta uh, retell this again. It was just so epic. <laughs> so what she said. So from my perspective, I'm like encouraging. I'm talking, and then out of the blue, like in a, like a, the most monotone, like serious voice I've ever heard Linda <laughs> in, I just hear her say. This is by far the dumbest thing I've ever done, and I was just like, I just smiled, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, that was an incredible moment right there." I and like mind you, really... like, like, we're like, we're like, we're still like going up the t- the cables. <laughs> it's just like, what yeah. am I doing up here? Like, no. in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is not the right time to ask that question.
1: <laughs> but actually, it really was. I was just like. There's no protection here coming from a climber or coming from climbing experience. Like it's all about <laughs> um protecting and like being aware of your surroundings. And of course I was, but I was also like, this is so unsafe. Like there's yeah. there's like poles coming out of the 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 side, you know, <laughs> like it was just the system. The cable system actually hasn't ever changed since they pitched it years yeah. ago. I don't it's
0: think. like it's like solid, but it's not it's like solid but sketchy like it's very ways.
1: sketchy yeah. because if you let go you are you're, you're done like there's nothing to catch you there's no nothing at all to catch soft you. ground there's just five hundred feet below you you know of, yeah. Rock
0: <laughs> the thing that I am glad I didn't never thought about was what if someone in front of me or above me slips and falls because it's like a bowling ball effect, right?
1: Yeah, or an avalanche,
0: it'll knock all of us out. I was, I'm so glad I never thought of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just I remember my arms hurting after the um hike because, like, my feet obviously, but my arms hurt because I was holding on for dear life.
0: <laughs> yeah, guys, it's it's no joke. Like when you're going up, there's a lot of sections that are 45 degree plus angles. Like there was definitely a section that was 55 and up. And granite, if you're not too familiar, it's very slippery when it's dry. So like that's why those planks are needed and you're using like your gloves on the on the cape, on the steel cables to pull you up. So it's not only a mental workout, it's a physical workout and you're just like damn, this is crazy. What am I doing up here?
1: It's crazy. Um, But even though I said it was the dumbest thing, I think it was also one of the best things.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you... uh, We finally got to the top and it was just like a sigh of relief for everyone. And I just remember like it was a pretty emotional moment for you as well.
1: Yeah, it was cathartic um, because 2019 was such a roller coaster year. And I just... Was in belief. Dis, I was in disbelief that I got to that point, and I was up there.
0: Yeah, and, I was so proud of you. Like, because we had the backstory to it all, but like your back pain and then all of that. Like, yeah, you know, I was so proud of you at that moment.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, like, I still get so emotional thinking about that that time up there. Because it was just so – it was just, it was very personal um, and very meaningful. And I'm glad I got to do it, do it with all of you guys.
0: Yeah, that's quite the accomplishment, Linda. Like, especially if you had a rough, like, 2019. Like, what better way to, like, you know, reclaim, like, you know, like a sense of, like, uh, higher self-esteem or whatever, you know, than conquering, yeah. like, one of the baddest mountains, you know, yeah. in California or the most iconic peaks.
1: And truly, like, I think – Hiking in general just really um is such a integral part of my healing journey in terms of just life, you know.
0: Beautiful. I love to hear that.
1: It's like the outdoors, there's nothing better to connect with than being outside and the air is so, so clean and it's breathtaking. It's Every time I'm in Yosemite, it's just unreal. Like I can't believe that's real.
0: Yeah, it's such a it's such a spectacular place. Do you remember yeah. how you felt? Like, uh, yeah, we were we we're all at the summit, and then do you remember what happened?
1: What what happened?
0: Everyone in the group knocked out. Oh, yeah, everyone <laughs> fell asleep, and I was like, I I had so much energy because I just had adrenaline pumping through me. <laughs> yeah, just Justin,
1: like- you don't sleep before hikes. <laughs> Like you just, yeah. you just don't sleep. I think you were the first in our camp tent to wake up. Oh and, yeah, my bad.
0: I woke up all of you.
1: Yeah. And, and what we started hiking at like four, four thirty.
0: Oh, We didn't even mention that everybody, we started the hike at, it was like four thirty AM or 5 AM. So you have to get a, you have to start up, you have to start really early this trek.
1: I remember it was around four-ish because fourish. The, star, the the sky was still very black and you can see the stars perfectly. And we had our headlamps and it was just like pitch black.
0: <laughs> that might and, be one of my favorite things in hiking. Using a headlamp in the, at the very beginning of the day and just hiking in the dark is just a surreal feeling.
1: That I was the it. first time for me. Yeah,
0: so, it's very like eerie, but it's like such a beautiful thing.
1: And my body was still waking up, like I was just like, "What am I doing? What?" <laughs> like, it's exactly
0: what? the thoughts that happened in the beginning. You're like, "I'm about to do a crazy 16 mile hike."
1: Yeah, and even the the trail up to the beginning or in the beginning is really challenging. It's like an in, it's already a steep incline.
0: Oh, the the mist trail, right?
1: Yeah, like the start up to the mist trail. The, the, the outdoor
0: stairmaster.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And then we
0: did that in the dark way back. Oh,
1: yeah. Really we'll, That's
0: right. Yeah, We got to get to that part. That <laughs> <laughs> This section, we're, which we're going to talk about pretty soon, is <laughs> after we summited, like, we thought the worst was, you know, the worst was over. Apparently not. No. So um, flashback real quick. So at the summit, everyone knocked out, and I had all this energy. And I was like, oh, I need to find, like, I need to take, like, a, a bunch of awesome photos and, like, summit pics. So, like, I went, like, I went, like, like exploring around the peak and my guys, this peak or the summit is so massive. Like you can like, I feel like it's like you could walk end to end and it's like a mile long or something like that. So I found some incredible like ledges and I looked down into the valley and I literally was like, Oh my God, this <laughs> is, this is insane. I'm like 6,000 feet from the ground floor of the valley. And I'm like just on the little literal edge. So I found some like good photo ops and I took photos of people and I really enjoyed that. And then I came back to the group and I think that's when we were all like, I think we were up there for like about an hour or like mm-hmm. an hour and a half. And then we kind of looked at each other and we we're like, what comes up must must come down. <laughs> and it was just like that recognition, like, crap, we have to go down. Oh, we just shit.
1: Up. It was an oh, shit moment. But honestly, going down was, I was fine with it.
0: Yeah, how was your experience going down? Rather, than it not- was
1: it was great, and you want to know why? It's because there was maybe two people that were ascending when we were oh, going that's down. Right. That's so, right. so. So it was fine, like because there was there were no other humans coming up, and because that's like a really that's like an added factor is having more people, more bodies on the on the poles.
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely a huge variable. How, did you go? Uh- did you go backwards or forward?
1: Oh, I for sure went backwards.
0: Oh, that's right. You did go backwards. Yeah, it you was easier look forward. <laughs> <laughs> My crazy ass was like, "I'm gonna look forward because of the GoPro footage."
1: Yeah, so. I mean, you got some insane footage from that, but I was like, I, "I'm good. I don't need to see down." <laughs> it just it, it just felt better and more natural to like slide my foot down in climbing it's basically like smearing your feet um, yeah
0: exactly against
1: the the rock to guide down so it was great and i think it also helped to be flexible because i was just able to like do like do splits down <laughs> 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 Abby you, got a great really photo a reaching, of that. You're
0: lunging, down,
1: <laughs> yeah. lunging down, yeah. Abby got a really great photo of it because there, there was a point where I was just like vertically doing splits on the wall. And
0: I do remember that. I remember that photo, and I was laughing. I was like, "This is this is great." I'm you're gonna famous. dig it up. <laughs> Maybe we'll post it on like the Instagram story.
1: Yeah, it's a good one.
0: <laughs> Maybe that should be the episode. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. All right.
0: Um, I, so I went, I didn't go backwards, even though it was easier. I went forward because of my GoPro footage and it tired me out because I found myself using a lot of core and like shimmying my feet, you know, like down each, like, uh, down each space of like, uh, between the planks. And I was like, I'm really tired when I got to the bottom and I was like, it's all good. I got really good footage and I wanted to, you know, I wanted, for some reason I didn't want to go backwards because, it felt like I wasn't enjoying the view. So that was mm-hmm. kind of like the way I thought about it. As long as I felt comfortable, obviously going down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It wasn't like seeing what I'm like going down towards, you know, instead of like just going backwards and trusting my feet. I think it was kind of my thought process. And then God, what was that I, feeling when you got right to the bottom? That's oh my God. I was
1: about. just about to say, I couldn't have felt so much relief. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be able to see my mom. Like,
0: <laughs> Yeah. All the, all the basic stuff. Right? I can, I can go back to my parents at some point. <laughs> see my I friend. remember that or- was one
1: of my questions to you guys. When I, when Half Dome was first brought up, I was like, uh, am I going to be able to see my mom after this? Like, am I going to be okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. These are questions to go through before you do a major trek.
1: Yeah. Like half joking, half not. Right. Like, considering the shit that had just happened before four days before the most
0: ridiculous like timing ever the lady died four days before then the person fell down subdom like um okay
1: yeah yeah i'm so like our whole group just kept it together really well and then our hike down we ended up in the dark
0: (laughs) that's right yeah why don't you go ahead and explain that experience of uh hiking down uh, the mist trail. Cause that in itself was, I was already like, this is kind of scary.
1: Yeah. Those are some steep, steep steps. And you don't want to go fast when you're in the dark. Um, I like to move slow and steady. And I like to know where each step is going to land. No slipping, nothing. Like there is, there is mist. There's, I remember some of the steps were wet from the water, from the waterfalls. That's right. That's,
0: that's what sketched us out as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, those poles really came in handy. Um, yeah, this hike, yeah. everyone
0: is hiking poles like ma- pretty much mandatory if you don't want to hit your life.
1: Yeah, the whole way, up and down.
0: I know people can do it without it if you're like a hardcore peak bagger, but I highly recommend trekking poles.
1: Yeah. So going down that was definitely really scary um, because we were already so tired and it was late. It was getting well, we were really. We like exhausted
0: yeah. going down. We're like, we're over this.
1: Yeah. Thank you for uh, <laughs> sticking back behind, too, because I think that extra guidance was really helpful because I was just like, this feels like it's never going to end.
0: I feel oh, yeah, like we're never sure. going to get back. Of course, you can't uh, can't leave anyone behind too far, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cuz we were pretty spaced out by the end of it. Our yeah, group it was like, had pretty much broken up into two.
0: It was like you you myself and it was Jade. I think it was Jade and then in front of us was like Sammy, Abby, Mikey, Francis. Yeah. I want everyone to also imagine this. So we're going down the Mist Trail down. So going down the Mist Trail means you're going down Nevada Falls and you're going down Vernal Falls and you're hearing a thrashing waterfall immediate immediately to your right hand side, and it just sounds evil, like it, almost as yeah. if like you, if you slip off like for some reason off the uh, the stairs going down, like you get like swallowed by this evil waterfall. That's what how I kind of felt about it
1: yeah I forgot about that.
0: I didn't like the thrashing sound. I was just like, this is really eerie in the dark,
1: yeah because it's beautiful during the day
0: mm-hmm. exactly and then seeing like I think my other favorite part was like as we were going down like the mist trail section is looking up at the sky and just seeing like like you know the uh the dramatic like face of the mountains with like yeah. the moonlit sky like I always love that part of the hike if uh if it's ever if you're, if you're ever descending. When it's uh dark out.
1: Yeah. Amazing.
0: Yeah. What was also wild is, okay. So to wrap half dome up, we, uh, so we eventually got to the trailhead. It was rather late. I think we got to the trailhead at like eight or 9 PM and mm-hmm. it's super dark. And we were all planning. We, <laughs> this probably wasn't the smartest thing, but that same night we were supposed to drive back to LA everybody. And that was Don't a journey. It. Yeah. Do not do, whenever you do a long hike, do not drive back home the same night, no matter how much of a Terminator you think you are, or like a robot, like it's not the, it's not safe. Like it's just, um, you know, you never know what can happen. People get tired, but we made it down eventually. And then getting back to Los Angeles was wild. Cause we got back to LA. Like we did this hike on Monday. We got back into LA at like, I remember like, Getting what? back to like our friend's house in Silver Lake at like 6, 8, like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. And I didn't get to my house until like 8 a.m. And I was just like, that was like a whole nother journey in itself, just getting back from <laughs> Yosemite National Park all the way down to Los Angeles. And it was just like, we, we didn't even have time to like really think about the, the journey of like what we just accomplished, you know? Like we, like we didn't spend the night, you know, like in Half Dome Village, which is where we stayed um, the night prior to the hike. You know, we just, we just gathered ourselves and went into the cars and that was it. So like even during the car rides, we were just, we couldn't even think about anything. We're just like, my body feels terrible and I can't sleep because my body's so restless and it feels like a train hit it.
1: (laughs) I remember you went running the next day.
0: I did not go running the next day, did I?
1: I'm pretty sure you did.
0: Sounds like something I would do, but don't do that, guys. At least give yourself like A day. day. (laughs)
1: Because I think you're, I thought maybe your mentality was to keep the soreness away. You just run or walk. You just keep moving. You don't stay still.
0: Oh, yes. So, a good piece of advice I learned is after you do a major hike, a really long, strenuous hike, the next day, just walk for a mile. Don't run. Don't do anything crazy. Just walk for a mile. (laughs) And I suggest that to you guys. I heard that from an expert peak bagger. Oh, it was Paloma, actually, who will be on a future episode. Um, What should we talk about now? There's like, what do we got here? Yeah, that was, I mean, I wanted to mainly cover Half Dome with you, especially. (laughs) That was was the big one. And I knew that was going to take a long time.
1: Yeah, Half Dome definitely has a place in my heart.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's uh, definitely ranks up there with Mount Whitney in terms of like epicness and beauty for myself as well. Oh, Yeah. Um, Yo, let's let's just tap into some of these other topics. Like what was our first hike together again? We did a uh,
1: hmm. What was it? You know, I don't remember.
0: Was it was it Cave? The Cave of Munits?
1: Oh yeah, I think it was.
0: Oh, guys, so this is a really uh I'll just kind of go over this real quick. Cave of Munits is like in the Calabasas area. It's probably one of my favorite hikes in all of LA County. It's like short and action packed. It's just it's either two point two miles or four point four miles if you take it all the way to Castle Peak and down. And there's a real cave in this area, and it's like it's like the back cave. Like you climb into it, you can scramble around. And that was the first hike I did with you, Linda. And I remember we were just like we got lost in the beginning, and <laughs> it's such a cool first hike to like do with somebody.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful too. It's really taken shape these past few years because when we went, there was a lot of dried. I don't know what
0: the yellow, the yellow thing.
1: Yeah, they were yellow grass. There was a lot of tall yellow grass, and then I remember the fires happened, right
0: Mm -hmm. around Cave. Oh, that's right The, the the Malibu Wolsey fires. Correct, yeah,
1: yeah, that was a really dry period in time, and then everything grew back this year so lush and green. It looks like a scene out of what did you say in Lord of the Rings?
0: Oh, yeah. So, like, after a rainfall there, if it's enough rainfall, this whole area just seems like another country. It feels like the Shire in Lord of the Rings or Ireland. Like, it's absolutely stunning. It's so green to the point where you're like, whoa, I am nowhere in, like, L.A. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's whatsoever. a nice few hours.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yep, I that,
1: agree. Was, that was our first hike. You're right.
0: That's a really good one, actually, because I feel like most people's first hikes are like, oh, I did Runyon and I did (laughs) Culver Stairs, which is fine. I'm just giving people a hard time.
1: (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. But it's it's to get out of L.A. too when you can.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) I wanted to ask you, how does hiking slash the outdoors enrich your life?
1: Oh wow. I think I already covered it, really. Yeah, it's, you covered, yeah,
0: you definitely you definitely touched upon it earlier.
1: Yeah, it's it's where I go when I just feel like I need a reset and I want to get back in touch with myself and just get a break from the city slash adult slash work life. <laughs> sure. Um it's like a it's like an escape. And Like I said, too, it's like part of healing, you know, just they say that being outside and just looking at green, like trees or whatever, blue skies, like that's already healing. Yeah, there's like
0: scientific, like, like backing too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even just walking um, is, it just gets your mind off of things and mm-hmm. it's so healthy for you you don't you don't need you know a hardcore workout or a hardcore even a hardcore hike you can just go outside for a walk or a hike and it's it's just everything you need i feel like i mean i love um taking photos of flowers and seeing all the crazy flowers that pop pop up out of you know yes
0: you do <laughs> Guys, she has the the dopest Instagram of like close up, like floral photos. Flower
1: flower feed. Flower feed. (laughs) And
0: like, we have an inside joke. I can't really explain it at the moment, but she just gets so up close to like the plant that it looks like she's like in the plant or the bush.
1: And it's like the most stunning. Yeah.
0: It's like the most stunning photos. Like, she has a really great aesthetic, a great eye for that. (laughs) Thanks, Justin. Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice on the trails, what would it be?
1: Just pack water. I don't understand when people
0: so go... basic. No one does it. A lot of people don't do it.
1: Yeah. They 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 walk and think, oh, nothing's gonna happen to me. That's like the worst mentality to have when you go on any hike. Cause it can be so hot and you know, dry that you don't realize how sometimes people don't even know what they're getting themselves into. Themselves into. Um you remember when we were hiking Bal- I think it was Baldy when we ran into a couple of kids, three kids. And they were just like, they were like teenagers. And they were like, hey, do you guys think this water is drinkable? And I was like, why do you guys only have one bottle of water amongst all of you?
0: They had like the, the 500 milliliter like Arrowhead water. Right? Yeah.
1: Amongst the three of them. Like you can pack a light bag and just, if anything, just have water. <laughs>
0: Yeah, guys, please at least bring like obviously it depends on how long the hike is, but definitely bring much more water than you think you need, especially because the people you're with probably didn't bring enough as well. So yeah, what is the rule of thumb? It's a, a liter for every there's a general rule, it's like a liter for every two hours. Something like that. I think like
1: that's that. a good rule of thumb.
0: But I would say bring bring a little bit more than that just just in case. So that's yeah. like just Justin's
1: of, always great at you're always so great at being prepared. And having everything on hand.
0: I try to. It's definitely, uh, I I definitely felt like people that I've hiked with look at me and they're like, the guy looks like he's carrying a good amount of stuff. Like, and they're not, they're more minimal, but then I always end up having something that they need on the hike.
1: Yeah.
0: It helps or like (laughs) saves them or makes the life, makes their life much more comfortable on the trails. And they always thank me afterwards. Yeah. I can't tell you you how many
1: times you've, you've saved me too. Like Advil. Even a headlamp, you know, things like
0: yeah, that. Ankle wraps, like random stuff. So the
1: Ankle wraps, yeah. It's just everything and anything. Um, I think it's just a great way to be considerate to also bring your own stuff because you just, like I said, never know.
0: Yeah. It's always uh, – there's something called the 10 essentials, guys, and I'll probably get into that on a on an episode separately. It's basically all the items that you should carry on any and every hike to ensure your safety. So yeah. All right. I want to get into this section because this one's the most fun, especially. We're gonna do a rapid fire round of questions. <laughs> okay for you. We're gonna do two rounds. There's gonna be 10 questions each. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. You ready, rock steady?
1: <laughs> ready, ready.
0: All right, here we go. Favorite trail snack.
1: Oh my god, that's so hard. <laughs>
0: Dun, 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 dun. Oh my
1: god! I don't know. Dun,
0: dun, 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 dun. I have. I
1: always have like random things like uh, sugar coated ginger.
0: <laughs> wow, that was I did not expect that answer. Favorite post <laughs> hike meal? Thai food. Santa Monica Mountains or San Gabriel Mountains?
1: <sighs> That's really tough. I'm gonna say Santa Monica. Awesome. That's a special place in my heart.
0: National park you want to visit the most?
1: Ooh, Zion.
0: Yeah, me too. I want to do the Narrows. Let's go. Let's go for sure. Dawn or dusk? Dusk. Trail runners or hiking boots?
1: Hmm, that's tough. If you're in LA, trail runners. But if you're outside of LA, hiking boots.
0: <laughs> Good answer. Favorite city to explore, either national or international?
1: LA. I feel like I'm still exploring it. I've been here five years now and I'm still I'm still exploring and there's still I feel like so much to see.
0: Awesome. You sound like an Angelino.
1: Yeah. I mean, what better way to to treat your city than to be a stranger to it, like a visitor?
0: I love how you said that. That's a great mentality. Yeah. And LA is vast enough for that. It's like a tale of many cities all spread There's
1: out. So much to do.
0: What's your ideal outside temperature? S-
1: uh, 70 degrees where it's hoodie weather.
0: Uh, 70. Nice.
1: Yeah. Blue skies, some clouds.
0: All right. That wraps up round one. <laughs> and we'll get into round two now. Okay. You ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You ready, Rocksteady?
1: steady? Yeah.
0: I don't know why I keep saying that. Like I said that in one of my first episodes and it's just, I'm just going to keep doing that.
1: It, it suits you.
0: Yeah. I mean, Rocksteady for who's not for everyone who's not too familiar is like the most legendary, like hip hop breaking crew of like all time. So well, I just think that's why I like
1: that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. And you're from the East coast. You should know that you're from what Jersey, New York. Mm-hmm. So I didn't it's all know good. that. I'll forgive you.
1: I'm not that cool.
0: Oh, you are cool. You're on this podcast. So you're very cool. <laughs> All right, round two. Ready. Actor you want to hike with?
1: Actor I want to hike with? Yes. <sighs> wow. I don't.
0: <laughs> you can come back if you can't answer.
1: Let's come back to that. I don't music, know.
0: Music, artist you want to hike with? Like a DJ or producer, anyone in particular?
1: I want to say Peggy Goo. She seems like fun.
0: Yes, that's a great answer. (laughs) Favorite music festival?
1: Ooh, I feel like I haven't been to many, to be honest. I'm still hoping to go to Coachella sometime.
0: I mean, that'll be your favorite once you go to it, but uh, just name one that you you like a lot.
1: One I've been to a few times is Lightning in a Bottle.
0: Uh, I haven't been to that. That sounds like a great answer. (laughs) Favorite outdoor brand?
1: Ooh, favorite outdoor brand. I don't want to say Patagucci.
0: Patagonia. <laughs> I love that slang.
1: Um, so. I'm gonna say Danner. Shout out to my boots that I didn't have to break in at all.
0: Danner. How do you spell that?
1: D a n n e r s. Nice. Yeah.
0: Favorite cartoon show growing up.
1: Hey Arnold.
0: Wow, that is a legendary cartoon show. (laughs) Favorite app you are using right now?
1: Procreate. What's that? I'm drawing a lot on the iPad.
0: Ah, gotcha, gotcha. And it's
1: basically just like, yeah, it's just a drawing app.
0: Cool. Favorite breed of dog?
1: Oh, that's so hard. I love all dogs.
0: That's a good answer, too.
1: (laughs) Um... I love Dachshunds. I think
0: they're so cute. Nice. Favorite cocktail?
1: You know I love tequila.
0: It's not a cocktail.
1: I know. (laughs) I'm segueing.
0: All right, all right.
1: Into something with mezcal in it. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Like a Paloma? Like a tequila drink?
1: Yeah. Yeah, or like a Marg.
0: All right, a Marg. Let's just say Marg. We'll go with Marga. Marga. <laughs> Favorite emoji.
1: Favorite emoji. Right now, I feel like I've been using the the heart eyes a lot.
0: Ooh, the heart eyes.
1: Or the the hearts hug. You know, the one with the smiley heart's face.
0: Hug. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. We all could it use just, that.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you could be any animal, what would it be?
1: An elephant.
0: What they, DJ would you book for a set in the mountains?
1: You know this answer. I hope I do. I think Lane Eight.
0: Yes, <laughs> they're like the most perfect. I feel like for that kind of surroundings.
1: Yeah, it's the vibe.
0: That concludes round two, or just the the rapid fire questions uh, portion of this uh, <laughs> <That's> episode. <scary. laughs> Oh yeah, that's funny i I keep forgetting people like get a little nervous before that,
1: yeah, because you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's coming at you.
0: I know I also like tailor it towards like you know there's like certain questions I ask everyone, but there's certain ones that I want to ask for that particular person. <laughs> well, we're here at the pretty much at the end of the episode, but uh, is there any final thoughts that would you you would like to impart to the audience and our listeners?
1: It could be Um, about anything
0: in general, like about hiking, or it doesn't even have to be in regards to hiking. You can address something about like the current climate. It could be anything you want.
1: Um, I just want to say thank you. This was really fun and my first time recording a podcast with a friend. Nice. Um, I'm excited for you because I've seen your journey um, from the start too, and just... Seeing you, you know, just hit the small peaks in LA and now you're just like bagging all these crazy hikes and hearing your stories is really inspiring.
0: That means um, a lot. Linda was saw the transformation into the Just Trek person or the platform. So, and she was the person that also designed the logo. So I was like, who, what better person <laughs> than, than somebody that saw my beginning journey and saw that transformation? So I always have much love for her.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all a process. And I think even exploring the logo process was fun with you. So um, I'm just excited to see where this all takes you. Oh, it's a
0: movement. It's a movement.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, you've shown me so much of the city of hiking, introducing me to awesome people. And, yeah, I think you're really like – you've really – rounded yourself out well with connecting with nature and in these peaks.
0: Yeah, I felt it was probably one of the most important things that I've incorporated into my lifestyle for sure. I'm very grateful that I got into it this uh intensely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been so much fun and I'm honestly excited for whenever this quarantine ends that you know we can get back outside because this is a really interesting time in our lives. I'm going crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've really seen the landscape of things evolve because we've been stuck inside and we've had to get creative with how we, you know, spend time with each other or like hang out. And unfortunately that means not being able to, Hit the mountains, but hopefully yeah. soon, just one day at a time. <laughs>
0: I know, I know. It's like, I'm so, I've been telling friends, I'm like, I'm so over the great indoors. Like, that's what I've been telling people. <laughs> like, that's how I just feel like life has been like the great indoors. And then me hiking is like the sidewalk, or me hiking somewhere far is like going to In and Out when I want something like really comforting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love that story though. Is that you just kind of made a little adventure for yourself, um, even in LA? Yeah. To hike to In and Out. What yeah, better? Got
0: to do something. Got to, got to, got to amuse yourself somehow, right? Yeah. Um, where can the listeners find you on social media, or do you have like a website, like of your like your work that you do, or is it um, currently up?
1: My Instagram is hello linda dan don however you want to say it um d-a-n-h and my website is also lynda-dan.com it's in the works of being updated but um stay tuned I've been putting up a lot of stories of my doodles so it's just a daily practice and I hope it somehow enlightens and uplifts people even though it's just you know some photos of flowers. <laughs> um however that you know however whatever way it helps people um stay connected and stay uplifted during this time because it's I know that it's harder for some than others. So I'm again so, sure, gra- sure. so grateful.
0: Well, you heard her guys, make sure to check out her website and her Instagram. She's a badass designer. Like, if you guys need some work, definitely inquire with her.
1: Inquire within.
0: (laughs) Inquire within with her. Yeah, Linda, thank you so much for being on the show. Like, I really appreciate you doing this. And that was really fun, especially reminiscing about Half Dome and all the, the treacherous parts of it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun.
0: Awesome. All right, take care. You too. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our conversation. If any of you are intrigued or interested in attempting the iconic Half Dome hike, I highly, highly recommend going on modernhiker.com and finding the guide entitled Half Dome via the Mist Trail. Again, Half Dome via the Mist Trail. And to also go on the National Park Service website, just type into Google National Park Service Half Dome, and it should be the first link that pops up. There's a lot of other guides slash blogs out there that are solid, but I feel that some of them don't always do the, uh, the most thorough and best job of communicating how strenuous and prepared you need to be to accomplish a major day hike like this. Like we mentioned in the conversation, this is something you must train for. The SoCal, I would say the SoCal Six Pack of Peaks Challenge is great for this. And you also need permits to ascend the half-dome cables. So please do your proper research. This would be a great uh, goal for anyone who's uh, really getting into trekking and starting to bag major peaks. If you want to relive our Half Dome experience, go to the highlights section of the Just Trek Instagram profile. So at just, J-U-S-T, dot, T-R-E-K, and find Half Dome. It's epic. So I know you're all probably wondering what exactly happened to the lady that fell down the half dome cables to her death is just such a sad story. And I did a lot of, you know, uh, researching on social media, you know, and asking people, you know, what exactly happened who were either doing the hike that day or were around the situation a bit. And apparently from my understanding is, so you're never supposed to go up sub dome or half dome whenever there is clouds in the distance, because that whole area is absolutely treacherous if there is a r- rain, even if it's like a light mist. Granite is already super slippery when dry, so even when it's just like a sprinkle, like it is, you won't have any footing. You'll just slide down the entire 500 feet, and. What I the information that I gathered was so I forgot the exact date exactly, but it was the Thursday prior to Monday, September 9th, 2019. On that Thursday, there were some people that made it to the summit and there was some clouds in the distance. And apparently this uh particular person this uh started descending down the half dome cables as it started raining and you guys know what happened after that it's just impossible to go down it's there's so many warning signs like uh, to be aware of the weather system and she just unfortunately went down at the at the at an unfortunate time and apparently slipped all the way down to her death and yeah it's chokes me up even like kind of like trying to remember all of this because it's just so like after you bag a peek as epic as that it's like damn, you just like a horrific, like accident, like a, it's just a nightmare. So that's why it's extremely important to always properly do your research when you do these major hikes. Cause things like this can happen if you're not aware of how to conduct yourself and whatnot. And also you just might get unlucky as what it seems like here. So just wanted to clarify that. Thank you everyone for listening to the entire episode If you want to send me a message about anything, feel free to email me at justin at justtrek.net or direct message me on Instagram at just.trek or on my personal at justrock, J-U-S-T-R-O-C. You can even leave a voice message on the Anchor platform, anchor.fm slash justtrek slash message. If you like the show, please consider supporting the podcast, anchor.fm slash justtrek slash support. All these links I mentioned are in the episode description. Lastly, you can discover our featured song of the show on our Instagram story.